Hello and welcome to Vista Talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. I'm your host for today, Priscilla Charles, and I'm joined today in Studio 2 by Kelly Bryant. Kelly is Director of World Strides. You're very welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, our pleasure. So let's move on and get onto the show because I'm sure our audience would like to get to know you and the organization that you're part of. So um, could, could you first share a little bit about your background? So I understand um, I've been doing a bit of research that you studied business administration and international business. Is that correct? I did. Yeah, I attended Florida International University, which is a, a large school in Miami, Florida, and studied international business there. Um, got my bachelor's in business administration, of course, which is largely a management degree with an international twist. Okay, right, very very international indeed and very useful when working, I suppose, um, um, with organizations and students all around the world. And so you've got a lot of experience and expertise in marketing from previous roles, I understand. So what drew you to join the education industry really? Yeah, that's right. So I, I did start my career in marketing and events, which I really enjoyed. Um, I even did some project management when I was living and working in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. and was exposed to many facets of business. Um, it was always really rewarding to see projects and campaigns that you put so much time and effort into yeah. um, come to fruition. Um, however, you know, making the jump from financial services to education was actually not intentional. Mm -hmm. um, growing up, my mom was a travel agent, so I was lucky to explore new places and experience cultures and, and different ways of life from a really young age. Yeah. And that's really what drew me to World Strides. Um, I, I had a desire to connect and continue to learn from growing up in a completely different environment. Um, yeah. So this wasn't possible really to incorporate in my previous role. Um, and I was lucky enough to have, you know, World Strides, ena World Strides enable me to connect those dots and deliver some, some truly meaningful work. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I can, I can see this. Yeah, that must be, um, must be fascinating to grow up uh, with the uh, with um, a mother being a travel agent and explore uh, so many different countries and uh, and then kind of you know um, um, I say translate this into into then your your career and meet with students or work with organization and uh, and colleges all around the world that that's that sounds uh, really exciting and so I want to move on to your current role that you just mentioned so with Word Strides that you joined in 2015 you're now a director of global experiences. So uh, I want to kind of stress the global experiences part. Can you tell us a bit about the organization first for audience who wouldn't be familiar with it maybe and about your role and what do you do? What is it that you do? Um, what does the global experiences mean in your, in your current uh, role? Absolutely. Yeah, this might be a little bit of a long answer, um, but <laughs> you know, World Strides, we're a global organization um, and have, we've been the leader in educational travel for over 50 years. Um, yeah. We started with a history teacher um, having the passion to take his students um, to learn about U.S. history in Chicago um, and Washington, D.C., and have really just grown from there. Yeah. Um, so we, we partner with educational institutions and students of all ages on academic opportunities, mm -hmm. um, ranging from performing arts programs, um, competitive sports tournaments, and then the short-term international immersion programs, which is part of the work that I do. Um, so I work in our higher ed custom programs division, where we focus primarily on short-term global immersion programs, which are one to two weeks long, where students um, travel and meet with local organizations and mm -hmm. participate in cultural tours and activities to truly understand the business climate and cultural norms of these global markets. Yes. So the point is really pushing them outside of their comfort zone, um, you know, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. 
Um, <laughs> Very useful in life later. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and and our team, you know, the Global Experiences team, we work really closely with university faculty and deans <laughs> to bring their curriculum to life outside of the classroom. So we work typically with a lot of MBA delegations who yeah. are looking to generally better understand uh, general business practices from yeah. a wide range of industries. However, we also partner with a lot more specific programs on occasion, um, for instance, engineering for social change in South Africa or um, supply chain management in Asia, where we find professionals in these fields to meet with the students and share their experience on these particular topics. Um, so in a nutshell, we work with, with yep. the faculty, you know, ensuring their academic goals are, are met and that the speakers that they're scheduled to meet with in country complement their course curriculum. That sounds so interesting. It's fantastic. Um, kind of makes me think of my own personal um, uh, career journey and um, um, background. I uh, have always loved uh, to travel. I've always learned to learn about other cultures, languages. And here I am, I've moved from France to Ireland to live permanently. And uh, I used to uh, go every summer um, learn Spanish uh, in Spain through um, uh, an organization very similar to World Strides. Uh, and here it is. So I suppose I could say uh, it, it does have a huge, it can have a huge impact on students uh, on their life later, their professional career. And that's, uh, that's fantastic. So, um, and Absolutely. so can you, can you talk to me a little bit about the current situation? Obviously pandemic has had a huge hit on, on our lives on so many levels. And how, uh, how did WordStars adapt to the current context with students well, I mean, obviously, you know, going on, on, on trips, as you said, but also traveling abroad, you know, for different programs. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I will say, I think one of the most exciting parts and, and rewarding parts of my job is when I do get to travel and see yeah. the light bulbs go off, you know, as we're in these meetings and just see these exchanges that the students are able to have with professionals. So yeah. that's been hard as we kind of go into this question to, um, to put aside for now, because, of course, we've been fully virtual Mm -hmm. um, I don't think anyone from my team would ever want to repeat last February or March. Um, you know, we worked feverishly to bring our traveling groups home from around the globe um, really quickly. And then, of course, once everyone was home and safe, yeah. we pivoted to virtual options pretty early on. So we yeah. were delivering cultural and academic engagements via Zoom, Microsoft Teams, um, Google Hangouts, all of those. Um, and so making this switch required us to work really closely with our ground partners as well around the world. We were navigating through you know, internet and quarantine challenges, um, figuring out what will work and won't work in a virtual setting. Um, yeah. you know, for example, a dance class might be a bit awkward, but we've mastered <laughs> the art of a virtual wine tasting. So you know, it's kind of testing those out and seeing what yeah. makes the most sense. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, we're of course trying to keep our, our eye on the long-term and focusing on what the environment will look like mm -hmm. once we yeah. can have groups traveling again. And mm -hmm. we have a team monitoring country conditions and communicating the latest on entry requirements, you know, COVID restrictions, quarantine regulations, um, which is a, a large task, as you can imagine, it's yeah. a lot of information and changing daily. Yes. Um, but, you know, ultimately we and, and our universities are really eager to get back to travel. So we're really trying to arm them with as many resources as possible to be mm -hmm. able to make an informed decision. Um, but in the meantime, you know, our team has been working with our company partners to arrange virtual meetings, we've yes. done virtual panel discussions, um, consulting projects, and trying to keep our networks open and connect students with these um, industry experts who are dealing with right now the real time challenges oh. in their respective fields. No, yeah, and I'm sure that's very useful to, uh, to everyone, whether, you know, it's students um, 
uh, who are currently enrolled or uh, students who will be uh, enrolling, you know, in the future. And, uh, and that's that's a really good way of, uh, of engaging with everyone, you know. Uh, so, um, and I want to discuss about, uh, I want to talk about uh, another area that Works Rights is, is involved in, is partnership, obviously, with global organizations. So you did mention earlier on that, you know, um, uh, some of the activities, you know, are um, do include, you know, trips, uh, abroad, you know, to see how other cultures, um, other cultures and other, um, you know, business um, businesses uh, around the globe, you know, function. Uh, and then we've been, Vistatech has actually been um, uh, partnering with Worldstride for a number of years uh, and proudly, you know, and, uh, and uh, meeting with students, uh, so most recently virtually, but beforehand uh, in person. So what would you say that Worldstride look, look for in an organization, you know, to partner or just to, you know, when they're looking to, to try to, you know, find, a, uh, to schedule a student visit, let's say, coming to Ireland, for instance? Yeah, no, I love this question, um, and thank you for, for asking. I know Visa Tech has been a great partner, um, and you know some of the things that I'll, I'll share, you've definitely hit all the boxes, which is why we've worked together so well. Um, but I, of course, you know a lot of it is driven by our faculty and the course that they're trying to um, deliver. So I would say, you know, ideas and, and industries really derive from there. However, uh, you know, some common themes I would say are always, you know, high tech and highly innovative companies. Um, you know, what's the newest on the market with that we work with a lot of incubators and accelerators to try and see um you know what the newest and latest technologies are mm, okay. um yeah um another you know large one and we've seen this kind of trending of, of requests just from students wanting to meet yeah. with and, and really work for highly impactful organizations so from a social responsibility perspective um you know what are they doing to really enrich their communities and yes. and those of, of their employees and and their customers and not just you know care about the bottom line yeah. Um, yeah. But but really, most importantly, um, you know, our leaders who, and companies who are willing to share and be candid about challenges and new ideas. Mm -hmm. um, this is where the real learning takes place and where I think a lot of our students have the aha moments when, you know, a, a CEO or a director walks into the room and says, yes, we tried this plan and it failed. And this is why, um, you know, peeling back the curtain a bit and being a little vulnerable really generates those meaningful discussions and and new ideas um, and, and opens the door to have that um, that dialogue. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, I can see how that, that, that must be very insightful uh, for um, for students, for a younger person, you know, thinking about what, what will I do with, you know, with, uh, with my life, you know, if I still have a few doubts, you know, in which direction to go and be able to ask these questions in person. And I know that, you know, um, uh, our CM or Chief Marketing Officer, Simon Hodgkins, um, had been meeting with students, you know, for the past years and was delighted to be able to, you know, to answer questions and explain, you know, really what are our processes or, you know, uh, challenges that we faced. And most recently, we, um, uh, Vistec Marketing Department met virtually uh, with two universities, uh, thanks to Wordstride. So Valencia College in November 2019 and Texas A&M. And, um, most recent uh, with Texas A&M uh, was an MBA class, as you mentioned, uh, mm -hmm. that was in, in January 2021. So the students were, we noticed, very engaged and uh, it's quite a big group actually. And they were asking lots of questions, you know, about the organization processes, you know, and, you know, um, you know, a few anecdotes maybe of, you know, how to do something or not do something, you know, and the lessons learned, uh, but also about, you know, how does the marketing uh, department work? So what would you say, um, you had feedback you know how beneficial is it for students you know you mentioned you know to be asking questions but um do you think that virtually you know 
how do they how can we make it even better you know for them to engage even virtually you know is there anything else you know we can do uh to make it even more beneficial Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, those, those two meetings were really great. As you mentioned, you know, Texas A&M was just um, a couple weeks ago and they were really engaged and, and got a lot out of their visit. And the, the Valencia session was actually part of our international um, education week. So they were assigned a different country each day and then had an executive session followed by a cultural tour. So just like a traveling program, you know, understanding the cultural and historical context um, mm -hmm. for the market that you're learning was, was vital. So we make sure to include, you know, a component for that as well. Um, but yeah, to, to improve the experience, you know, I would say it's definitely a whole new set of skills and, um, you know, a, a different platform to get used to. So really familiarizing yourself with the technology that you're using um, and not being afraid to be, um, you know, vulnerable and I would say um, humble if, if you don't understand something. You know, this is all new to everyone. Uh, we were kind of forced into this last year, as is everyone else, and we're all kind of learning together. Um, but these exchanges, albeit virtual right now, you know, they're so important for students to just continue to keep the lines of communication open. Um, I know this last year especially has been hard for students in university and even in high school who are trying to, you know, look, look towards the future and, and figure things out. And so I think just keeping the dialogue going and, and creating these opportunities and then connecting with people over the world when it might be hard to see right now. Um, so, so yeah, I would say it, and also including and engaging in conversation, um, you know, unlike a, an in-person meeting, maybe having a slide deck of, of 50 to 100 slides isn't the best use of the time on Zoom. You know, maybe we wanna do a, a shorter presentation or a visual aid and really, um, you know, have, have the students just have a discussion. So um, yeah, limit the, the content for sure, as far as, you know, what you're, you're speaking at and, and generate more of an engaged dialogue. Um, yeah, and also turn your video on. Um, you know, I know, <laughs> I know it's hard, and we're in Zoom meetings all day long. Um, but especially if you if you want to have an engaged discussion, um, you know, it goes a long way if the person speaking can actually see your your faces, even if it is just a head nod in agreement, um, just to know that you know the audience is following along. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, it's 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 true. It is really important, I think, um, to be able to kind of when trying to engage and to see the reaction of. Uh, of the, of the students, you know, and see when we, we do ask, we try to interact with students and ask them, you know, uh, what do you think that is? And can anyone tell me what do they think is, um, you know, uh, what was the reason for uh, such and such brand, you know, to make such and such decision? And uh, it is always so interesting to see, uh, you know, students reacting and, uh, and, uh, and giving us their answers. And uh, no, it's, uh, it's always a really good time. We look forward to, uh, to more um, students visits and virtual ones and in person. And uh, and speaking of students, so uh, we're trying to also help them every year find their dream internships all around the world. And Vistatech is one of many organizations, obviously, welcoming students. Uh, we always look forward to for a few weeks um, uh, within the marketing department. So, what would you say from past experience that you know students look for look for in an internship? Has it changed over the years, or would you say something you know with the pandemic or not that is quite you know common? Yeah, I would say it's been pretty steady um, over the years. You know, in general, students are looking to really dive deep into their chosen career field. So most of our student applicants have introductory experience in their in their specific career fields, but maybe they've not necessarily been given the opportunity to work independently or on projects for a specific organization. Um, so our internships internship programs allow them to do that with the assistance of, of industry professionals. So largely that's still um, the case today. Okay. 
And do you have any tips for students or global organizations looking organizations to connect, you know, to make the most of an internship? So we've just published ourselves an article, um, uh, you know, the top 10 tips for, you know, for a, uh, your first internship, you know, how to make it a successful one for, you know, your current position as an intern, but also for your future career. So what would you say yourself? Would you have any tips? Sure. Um, yeah, I have a couple and I wouldn't say one is, is more important than the other. Um, but for first of all, it's really important to be clear on expectations. Um, and I say this coming from, you know, a position of being both the intern and the company hiring yeah. an intern. <laughs> um, you know, students should have a clear idea of, of what they're looking to get out of the internship and the organization should have a clear idea of what they want the intern to accomplish. Um, you know, communicating these critical pieces at the beginning will allow for a much smoother start and will benefit both parties greatly. Um, you know, we've seen this happen where it might not have been communicated in, in the mm -hmm. beginning um, and then it just isn't as great of an experience. Um, and then secondly, I would say, especially when we're talking about global organizations, um, and, and this is dear to my heart and the work that I do, is being mm -hmm. mindful of the culture and market that you're working in. Um, yeah. Some have very different communication styles, as I'm sure you've experienced yourself. You know, mm -hmm. some markets are more individualistic versus mm -hmm. collectivistic and mm -hmm. really, you know, changes the way that they communicate and make decisions and how they're motivated. Um, so really taking the time to do some research on whether it's the origin of the company's headquarters um, mm -hmm. and how that culture has permeated through, um, you know, the organization, or if you're actually moving and working in a whole new, you know, country, um, that goes a, a really long way. 100%. Yeah, no, that is very true. Yeah, uh, communication is key to everything, really. And uh, um, especially, yeah, if you work, for, if you're, you're going to a different, whether it's a different country, different city, you know, and knowing, you know, a different industry, uh, something, you know, an industry that's more niche than another one. And 100%, uh, yes, I do agree. And um, so I want to talk about education a little bit more. Um, so this year, the Finglobal Awards 2021 are celebrating education and e-learning and will be rewarding an individual or an organization in this category. And, uh, and I know that uh, the organizers are really looking forward to uh, to knowing who the winner will be. And speaking of education, um, International Day of Education was January 24th of this year. So why do you think it is important to celebrate education in general? Oh, I think it's so important. I mean, I, this day in particular just highlights the importance of access to mm -hmm. education, um, you know, not only to, to those of us in the States, but around the world. And I think this past year especially has just highlighted um, you know, what happens if that access is taken away for one reason or another, you know, we've had mm -hmm. COVID, um, you know, guidelines and, and challenges from, from all corners of the world. And so I think it just puts a magnifying glass on why we, we do what we do and why we connect students with, you know, with leaders around the world and, mm -hmm. and create those opportunities because there is nothing like sitting in a classroom yourself and, and hearing that firsthand or meeting with, you know, a, a nonprofit or organization um, on the other side of the world. And, and you know, just having this day to take a moment and reflect and and just reaffirm that this is important work, and um, you know, it's not done and it's far from done. There's a lot more work to do. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, I think it just you know brings it to the forefront and and reinstates, you know, it is important for everybody to have access to education, no matter where they are or what their situation is. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's an ongoing. Um, it's not. It's it's something that um, should always be celebrated and uh, and we should. Um, keep on promoting and not even promoting it, uh, yeah, encouraging anyone to, to, uh, to um, 
have access to. Um, and we're talking about the, the pandemic here. You mentioned COVID and how difficult it must be for you know for some students. Uh, and I, I have read, I've heard that it, it can be extremely challenging. And actually, I do really feel for for students um, uh, around the globe uh, at this time. You know, and uh, I, I know that there's been a lot of struggle economically and psychologically wise for some of them. So. Do you have any feedback of students who face challenging and would have, would you have any advice for anyone, you know, currently enrolled in school and maybe, you know, having struggled to, to study and, and, you know, plan a future post-graduation because it is such a challenging time. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, reflect back on when I was in university or, you know, preparing to go to university yeah. to start my, my first job and it's such an exciting time. Um, yeah. And so it's so hard, you know, and my heart goes out to all the students who are really trying to navigate through that. Um, but, you know, 2020 also challenged me on a professional and, and personal mm -hmm. level. We all started working from home, you know, some of us completely isolated and yeah. were tasked with learning new technologies and ways to deliver our programs in a virtual setting, um, you know, a brand new set of processes mm -hmm. and, and challenges. Um, but one thing to keep in mind from a professional's perspective as well is that as awful as 2020 was, you know, for many industries, some actually thrived and other businesses, um, you know, had opportunities that emerged from the pandemic. So for example, what I've seen firsthand is that some of our consulting projects have actually derived as a direct result from the pandemic. So some of our students have had the opportunity to work with an organization on you know, their real time and relevant challenge right now. Um, so it not only benefits the company in the short term, but also gives the students you know, experience working with teams in different countries and delivering a final result that they can add to their resume. Um, I think largely this team or this year has has taught us a lesson in flexibility and operating in the unknown. Um, you know, I would encourage students to keep their options open and not be afraid of change um, and to focus on what they can control. So for me, that's been focusing, you know, on my health, my personal growth, expanding my network and trying to take advantage of, of most people being stuck in front of their computers at their homes right now. Um, but for students, you know, this might mean fine-tuning your resume or LinkedIn profile or reading books in your area of study, um, you know, exploring the new opportunities that might be coming out of the pandemic. And, you know, this might be the first uh, hard lesson in, in change management, yeah. right? Being flexible uh, of what comes your way. Very true. Okay. And, and yeah, those are 100% uh, uh, very much agree. And we, t we talk about the pandemic <clears throat> and with a lot of classes around the world being taught online and, you know, and for many students, how do you see the future of education yourself? Because it, it really looks like we're heading towards a heavily focused digital education. I know I've seen, I see the difference myself when I was in school a few years ago, but now it seems like, you know, we're moving fully, almost fully online and in the future it will be, it will be, um, yeah, just a normal way to, uh, to teach classes and to attend school. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is a tough one and a really hot topic right now. I think a lot of universities are, are looking to one another to see what, what the other is going to do first. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I do think, you know, of course, some virtual aspects of virtual learning are, are here to stay. Um, mm -hmm. We've had a lot of conversations with some of our universities about maintaining a virtual option for those yeah. students who might not feel comfortable traveling in the future, um, but also mm -hmm. to offer a more affordable and accessible choice for those mm -hmm. students who historically might not have had the means or opportunity to travel in the past. Um, so yeah, whether that means, you know, full virtual programs with academics and cultural activities like we have been doing, or even layering in guest, lecture, guest lectures from around the world, um, you know, within your course, I think these hybrid models are gonna be a lot more prevalent going into the, the next few academic calendar years. Um, but alternatively, I think we might also see the traditional MBA structure change as well. Um, yeah. You know, as many of us are working from home, 
and might continue to do so for the foreseeable future, flexibility is going to be key for universities to attract talent. So being able to design your own agenda, you know, attend classes or have a fully virtual schedule, I think those are the options that students will come to expect and demand from their educational experience. Absolutely. Yeah, no, sounds um, so, sounds uh, about right. And uh, it'll be very interesting to see uh, how that works in the future and uh, for future generations. Uh, so, um, Kelly, before we uh, we finish this interview, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience today? What 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 would 2021 look for you? Um, oh, 2021. Well, we're continuing our virtual programming, um, you know, working spring and, and summer programs. We're, like I said, we're trying to get people back to travel. So we are yeah. just continuing to monitor, you know, the country conditions. Um, you know, I know we've had the political change here in the States. So seeing mm -hmm. how that's going to play out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really focusing on that. And, you know, this year has pushed everyone to innovate and think creatively and will definitely have a lasting impact on, on many sectors. So I'm excited, you know, what this means for the industry. I think yeah. for a lot of, of different sectors, it's kind of pushed pushed people to to act a little bit um, faster. Maybe they yeah. had plans to, you know, convert to, to higher technology and just hadn't done so. And now we're, we're forced to. So, um, so yeah, I don't know what, what the future holds, but I'm excited to see what you know, what will unfold. So I appreciate you having me on. I think this is a great conversation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And I'm sure our audience will find it very beneficial and interesting. And for any, you know, students or or parents of organization, you know, looking to connect with WordStrides and, you know, um, just, you know, be anyone interested, you know, in education and, um, and the future of education will find it very interesting. So thank you so much again. And, uh, and uh, we look forward to uh, continuing uh, our partnership with the World Works Rights. Thank you, we do as well. This is a lot of fun, appreciate it. Thank you. So um, uh, it's already today's, um, the end of today's show with Kelly Bryant, uh, Director of Global Experiences at World Strides. Uh, so thank you again, Kelly. And please make sure to tune in again to see or uh, to listen to our next Vista Talk show, where we'll be discussing more um, interesting topics with interesting people from all around the world. <laughs>